I'd like to acknowledge that I work on mum in development on Garrigal land and that this always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Also, a heads up that this episode contains some swearing for any little ears that may be around. Hey there, my name is Ellie Evangelista and I'm the host and creator of Mum in Development. I'm also one of two creators of Marcus, my son. In my journey of early motherhood, I just couldn't quite fathom how I was going to keep both my creative practice and my child alive. (laughs) Both things are so important to me and incredibly personal, seemingly a part of me, and yet both seem to continuously compete for the same parts of my brain and body. I know so many and I see so many working artists and mothers around me and I just thought, stuff it. I'll ask them how they're doing it. So on here, I don't ask all the usual mum podcast questions, but I hope you join me as I ask just one. How do you keep your creative practice and your child alive? Hi there. (laughs) Welcome to another episode of Mum in Development. Um, While I'm recording this, it's actually 10.28 p.m. (laughs) And Marcus is asleep. And so this also might take me a long time to record an intro and outro and I also feel like I'm speaking a little bit more quietly than usual because as we all know it's just a very delicate situation <laughs> um nighttime well at least in our whole household nighttime sleeping could just erupt in any moment um but I'm really glad that I can bring today's episode to you. Today's episode is with a Caroline Hobson and she's a violinist and we talk about how we met actually in this episode. We met when we worked together actually as very brand new mums and we just said throughout the whole time that we should talk and catch up and it never it never happened because we had our little babies at work with us um and here we are and actually when I first brainstormed potential guests for the podcast Caro was one of the first people I wrote down and put a big star next to her name meaning like I really want to try and, and catch her and it's, it took us a, f- a little while just because of life, I guess, to um, be able to chat. But I'm that's why I'm just so glad that we were able to make this happen. She is in her car. Um, you know, these are the kind of lengths that she's in her car. I'm recording this intro um, at 10.30 p.m. Um, 
but yeah, I knew I, I knew she would have some fantastic things to say, and I just there there are many. This was such a lovely, light-hearted, multi-dimensional chat. We chat about our weekly identity crisis, the love that we have for our practice and therefore our jobs, why we decided to work um, with four-month-old babies and how that came to be and that we were both there together, which is actually quite a feat. And also as a side note, if anyone, um, you know, I'm, I'm very conscious that with every age and stage that you're child or children are in, there's like a different kind of, I guess, care or proximity that you might want to have with them. But we worked together on a show when um, Marcus and Harriet were four months old. And so we were still very close to our babies and we brought them into work with us. And so if anybody is listening out there going, how am I going to take my four-month-old to work? What would that look like? Um, or if anyone is there f- listening from an organisation um, who might want to employ a mom of a four-month-old, <laughs> this episode is really good for some tips about how we, how Australian Chamber Orchestra, which is who we were working for, were able to make that happen. So I should just, I should just stop talking. Here's Caro. So it's so much. Like I just, you want everything to be so perfect for them, but also, yeah, I just think on top of everything, Oh, there's just so many components to get that first birthday happening. Except also the other thing is they're not, this is my real thing with the first birthday. They're not going to know. They're not going to remember. It's Um, for you, really. Yeah. This is a celebration of you going. This was, this happened a year ago for me, this, this thing. Yeah. Yeah, It's for you. I know. It's unbelievable, isn't it, really? It's just sort of what happened in the last year. It's just. Yeah, it's so wild. It's so wild. It's funny you talking about unsolicited advice because I feel like I've become that person <laughs> that I just, because I just so desperately want to tell people because mm. when you've lived it, you just want to share. And then I realize I'm being, yeah, that I'm person. definitely being that person. And anyway, got to mm. sort of rein it in a little bit and just sort of stay calm. But you do want to, yeah, you want to share all your advice and hacks and everything. <laughs> yeah, and oh, people only yeah. have the advice and hacks and stuff for like the first six weeks. And then I feel like when you get to the other end, I, like it's like, oh, yeah. You, yeah. there's so many different choose your own adventure pathways. Oh, absolutely. You absolutely. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's really, um, I just, I'm still kind of in shock and I'm in shock just all the time. Like with every new phase, I just think, wow, like you really are just, you're just going on a ride and you can't stop it. Mm. And it's just, it's like something happening to you and you just, 
Yeah, I, I'm just still in shock. And I think, like, I remember those first six weeks, but but then, and I thought, this is just nothing could possibly be harder than this. <laughs> but then every phase, and people tell you this, but you, you honestly just cannot, mm. until you're doing it, you're like, okay, now I understand what people were saying. But it's just, yeah, it is, it is just crazy. And to think, yeah, we've come up to a year, a year of, yeah, a year of that. <laughs> oh, and more to come, more to come. But it's so much, it's getting fun now. I, I yeah. think, like, I'm hoping it's like, yeah, like that with you and Marcus. Like, it's just, they're just getting so hilarious. And it's all sort of all that hard work at the very start definitely, definitely paid off. And yeah, it's so yeah. true. It's a really, it's such a cute, fun age. Like, it's I, I, really cute. I do yeah. feel like we're in a bit of a golden period. Yeah. <laughs> People keep saying that to me, like, just, you know, basically enjoy this, you know, yeah. this right now kind of thing. I'm like, okay, I'm trying. Um, on top of everything else, trying. Mm. Um, but yes. Yeah. Anyway, so that's, yeah, it's a big, big topic because mm. sometimes I think, you know, in six months, I will not be getting away with this. <laughs> like, I will not be able to say these things. And you know, yeah. Oh, it's a bit scary, isn't it? It's just, yeah. This little person, little sponge, is just taking it all from you, and mm. yeah, it's um, yeah, it's a big responsibility, but it's um, awesome, obviously. So yeah, yeah. that's why we're talking. That I guess is why we're talking. <laughs> yeah, I feel like part. Not even I feel. I've realised this, that I ask people to be on the podcast who I basically have admired from afar and just at the time just should have said things to their face and been like, "You, I can't believe you're doing this, you're doing such an awesome job. So for bigger context, right, we, for everyone else, we worked together on a show. You were playing the violin. This yes. is underselling it drastically. I, <laughs> you were doing. It was such a beautiful show, wasn't it? It was, it was such just a beautiful show. so special. And I had for this. I, I don't even know if this is the right word because you know my brain's farting right now. The sits probe or the first like play that the musicians do of the music. Maybe I don't know if it's sits probe in classical world. Um, we kind of use that in opera, but not okay. like uh, yeah, just. Was that like, yeah, like the musicians like read through of the music. And play it for the first time. And I had Marcus in a carrier. He was really little, maybe about three and a half months old. And I was there praying that he would fall asleep through the the whole rehearsal he did. And then Ike, your husband, came up to me and was like, oh, how old's Marcus? And I was like, oh, he's, he's like nearly four months. And Ike said... Oh, we, I actually, um, have a baby the same age. And, you know, at the moment in the rehearsal, we'd have been talking about how we hadn't kind of got another violinist yet. And he was like, you know, actually my wife would be a really great person for this job, but we've got this baby like Marcus's age. And in my head, I was like, please bring this person on. So I just don't feel alone. <laughs> Oh God! Please bring so this funny. angel on, so I'm not the <laughs> only person in this room going. What am I doing here? And I just remember, like all through rehearsal, I just remember looking at you playing this, 
going, you are honestly paying so much attention to a dot over a note (laughs) and the length of time that that is. And I just have no idea how you are doing that. And for the whole rehearsal time, you and I were like, we have to catch up. We have to talk. We have to, and we just did it because we had our children with us. (laughs) It's just, yeah, it's just too full on. Um, Oh, it's so funny you say, see, I just looked at you and thought you were so brave. Like you had a baby in rehearsal. Like that was just amazing. Um, And you're like a big reason, even though I didn't know you, of why I did it because Ike was like, you know, there's this other lady who's like got a baby in the rehearsal. I was like, oh, Okay, this is like wow, because I was really it was it was early for us because it was really yeah, early. Harriet's a couple of um, weeks younger than mm. Marcus, so you know, so early. And I look back now. I mean, it's just yeah. I mean, you just do what you do, but I look back and I think, wow, that was really quite something for us yeah. all to be doing that show. Um, yeah, but I felt like. ACO was so supportive. Did you did you oh feel that? I, I look back now and I think what an incredible, like super progressive workplace. Yeah. I mean, okay. compared to other workplaces, they oh, were really absolutely. embracing the fact, actually, that we had, we had very, babies. Yeah. I found them really, it was wonderful. It was like you still felt like, oh, I could still, you know, I'm still valued at work and it doesn't matter that I have a baby, like I still... I'm important and I have, you know, I have skills that are still the same as before I had a baby. And I, I found them to be really, yeah, really quite amazing. I completely being supportive. agree. And I think mm. without that, like if I didn't even feel an, because you're right, it is a really big thing to take our children when they were very little. Like, you know, mm, when you think they were tiny, they were tiny um, yeah. with us every day. Yeah. Um, if I felt like there wasn't going to be that kind of level of support, I probably wouldn't have done it. But yeah, I agree. Yeah, it was yeah. just, um, yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree. And to the point where during the performances, they even had like a roster of people looking after Harriet. I know I know and apparently um when they were asking people apparently there was like this kind of waitlist situation because they had so much interest in looking after the babies we're talking like just the people that work in the office staff at the ACU had a road it sort of became part of their job yeah how nice. Yeah, like a sort of the community coming in to kind of look after the babies, which I just think is so great and actually doesn't happen at all, like does not happen enough. Yeah. Anyway, that's like a rant that I will have. But yeah. um, I really found that to be amazing and I think I took it a bit for granted because that happened when she was, yeah, like three months old and then, you know, obviously other workplaces <laughs> are not like that. Mm. But it was um, such a wonderful way to sort of get back into it and – um, yeah, just absolutely loved it. And just, yeah, the, the couple of, um, yeah, people, I shouldn't say just women because it was men as well, you know, just being, yeah, just really supportive, really helpful. Like, oh, can I do this? Can I help you out? You know, oh, do you need to breastfeed now? So I'll make a cup of tea. Like just that really, um, that empathy, I think, which yeah, really is so important, um, and I have loads of it for new mums too. Like I just, 
you just want to give them everything when mm-hmm. when you see someone like struggling with something or mm-hmm. you know I think that's that stuff's really important and to have that in the workplace and I just wish we had more of that I just wish we had more of that mm. um because that's something that now we're really that's something that sort of is a problem with with what we do I think um you know being creatives working in music, dance, um, you know, theatre, whatever it is, like daycare is not sort of super helpful mm. for us because I couldn't really choose a day or two where yeah. that would be the same every week. And so uh, it's it's tricky. And, I, you know, you're looking up babysitting websites and things because we don't have family um, Mm. in Sydney so you look at babysitting websites but I don't not ready to do that either so then it's sort of you know really work work starts to you know it does suffer a bit um I'm definitely finding that yeah that I sort of can't do it all I'm definitely feeling yeah sort of (laughs) trying to do both things as well as I can as much as I can but there's just a limit to I think when you're raising kids, there's the limit to what you can do really. I mean, I think there's this sort of thing like there are some women who seem to be really high achievers in all aspects, but like I definitely feel like that is not me. Like I I feel very, yeah, very like everything's sort of, you know, a little bit more, a little bit down down a few rungs basically (laughs) to where – it used to be maybe but of course I mean that makes sense like yeah it's massive it's so hard and I I hear what you're saying in that you want to do both things so well and yeah this uh childcare is a topic all of its own and I think Uh, it is yeah it is it really is um like that baffles me um Mm. but also doesn't baffle me and I know what you're saying like Mm. because we live in Sydney because that's where work Mm. is Mm. exactly that means being away from family and Mm. support networks I know your mum had to come in Mm -hmm. um Mm. and say my mum's had to fly over and do the things um or because we are trying Right now we're trying to pursue this big part of our heart. Yeah, it's, it's so true. It's really true. Yeah. And it is It is so, it's so hard to explain, you know, to, I think to some people mm-hmm. um, just it's not even like you sort of choose what you're going to do. It kind of chooses you as well. And I've always found that like in the times in my life where I've been like, oh, music is just so hard. It's so all-consuming. I just want to do something else. But it always just keeps coming back to me. <laughs> it's just, you're so, it's just so is who you are. Mm. It's so part of you. And whenever I've tried to sort of think, I'll do something else. And look, I do, I have been recently thinking I'd love to do, you know, maybe like just casually other creative things like you know you, you get all these dreams and things in your in your you know when the baby's sleeping and you're kind of too tired to do anything but you're just sort of dreaming of you know like us thinking oh maybe I'll do a floristry course or mm-hmm. you know just little other things on the side but like music and you know for you dance and movement like it's it is just part of us and we have just 
given our whole life. Like you, you do it from so young mm. and, you, yeah, it's just, yeah. you know, obviously it, life is a bit more tricky in a city like Sydney, um, you know, compared to, you know, maybe somewhere smaller. But it just, you're here because, yeah, you just have this thing and, yeah, yeah you just sort of, that's what you do and it's who you are and, and yeah, I, I find that hard sort of trying to, yeah, separate work from, yeah, parenting. It's all hard because it's part of you, I think is, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this I feel is the question that I am grappling is mm. I want, I want, of not, I want, my practice, my creative practice to be a part of my life forever because it is mm-hmm. not just that, it's my job. It's something okay. I care so deeply about. And I'm going to be a mother now forevermore. Yep. And how yeah. <laughs> I yep. have to find a way yep. that these can exist in a way. And I I've always talked about dancing as the love of my life. This is this is the love of my life. This is the boyfriend I could never let go of, you know. This yep. <laughs> the yep. one I will always, 100%. yeah, the one Federal I will, yep. absolutely. I I just dream about, like, I just can't let this go. And yep. I also, I'm like, and I shouldn't have to. I I yep. I feel really steadfast in that. Mm. Um, but it is tricky for even just the practicalities of how these mm-hmm. two, but beyond, not even before we get to the big existential identity moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, that's my weekly, right? Like, honestly, on a weekly basis. Yep. Yeah. Before we even get to the big reflective, I'm looking at the mirror going, what, who, what, who would what? Yeah. It's just like yep. on a You're so right. Today. Just on a practical level. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. On, yeah. Actually, you should introduce yourself to people. Oh, yeah. Please <laughs> tell us. Mm. Yeah. So I'm Caroline Hobson and I am a violinist. And yeah, they started learning piano from a really young, like I was about four, then sort of introduced violin at about eight. And yeah, so violins obviously just then took over and in my early teenage years, like decided that's what I wanted to do. And so obviously then you just totally focus on that. Like that was all that was important really. And then, yeah, just going through all the, the sort of classical music training sort of institutions coming through like sort of youth orchestras and and um, and then all the studies. So I went to the Queensland Conservatorium and then I did master's degrees and, um, yeah, just always, always sort of just didn't have a question that that's what I wanted to do. But funnily enough, I never had a question that I wanted to have like five children. So mm-hmm. then that – it's funny. Those things, yeah, are kind of – yeah, quite hard. Like I actually sometimes feel quite envious of people who just, you know, they're like a, a great musician and they just know that they don't want to have kids. Mm. I'm like, wow. <laughs> that in a way mm. would be, you know, it would be a bit easier because mm. you could just say, this is me, this is who I am and and this is what I'm doing. Whereas I just always had that thing 
Yeah. I grew up being the eldest of my siblings and my cousins and of like a bunch of um, like my parents' friends' kids. And so I was just always looking after little kids. And I just I just grew up being a mum from about probably, yeah, like <laughs> five years old. Mm. So I just knew that I wanted that. And yeah, and then how does that, as you said, you don't feel like you should have to give up you know, your career and everything you've worked so hard for because you want to raise children as well. So I think that's been something, you know, now that you're in the thick of it, mm. I've really, that is my weekly thing. It's like, okay, how am I, how, how is this working? How is this going to work? And I think I'm just constantly sort of in the thinking in the future about that and trying to bring myself back to, it's okay, just day by day, um, and look, you know, it's been nearly a year now and it's sort of going along and working out and, um, yeah, I'm doing lots of kids shows, which is, has sort of been something I didn't do so much of before, but that's just sort of happened and mm. works quite well because you don't have to do evenings. So that's something that, you know, has changed, I guess, um, not even through me really choosing it, but, um, it's been really, really good. Um, I do find the evenings hard with orchestra and, but I, it's funny listening back to your podcast with Tess and I so agree with just, um, yeah, just you're worried that people, you just have to say yes, because you're worried that people are going to forget about you Mm. or um, not take you so seriously. And I think I, I'm, I've been really worried about that, yeah. like really, really worried. And I think just because you worked so hard your whole life for this, yeah, working is, you know, you realise it's a privilege. Also, you realise that you're, as awful as it sounds, you know, there is someone else who can do your job, you know. If you can't, there is someone who can do stand in usually. I hate thinking about that because I think that we are all unique and individual and bring our own things. But I do also realize that, you know, if I can't do something, they're just going to call another violinist and it won't matter to them kind of thing. I know. Maybe that's a bit negative, but, um, but I, you I, know, I do, bit of that. Yeah, I do think, um, yeah, like absolutely speaking from tests and seeing, um you know, classical music or music generally, like you are given the same score, you are given the same notes and say as opposed to dance where, you know, sometimes I'm there to generate ideas, like very rarely now do I do repertoire as an example, whereas. So that is a bit different. Yeah, It is really different. So I understand when you're like, well, someone else could do this scale, and why would mm. I, I pick? Please pick me. I still want to play. I still want to play. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly, no. exactly. It's sort of it is that thing, and and I think it was only recently that I realised because I just did that kids show, that beautiful kids show we did together. Mm. I just did that thinking, I'll I'll just do that, and then I'm gonna be, you know. I'll I'll go back to sort of I don't I won't have to work much after that and then it has just I have worked pretty consistently since then and 
part of me is a bit annoyed at myself because I've realized that this first year with my daughter has like flown by and I've kind of been working purely probably because of my own ego and just really needing that sort of external validation, which really like that's something I really want to work on. I really want to work on stop worrying so much about what people think of me and if people think, oh, she's dropped off the radar now, she's had a baby, like, or, you know, I mean, I just want to really start worrying about that less Mm -hmm. and because that is, it's like all consuming and I think it's just probably from habit, from, you know, a lifetime of saying yes to things and wanting to work and um, I'd love to yeah to start being able to sort of say no to some things which I find really really hard yeah um same (laughs) it's really it's really hard but and then I also think I'm like where did we even get this idea that having like I'm like I don't even know where I got the idea that me having a child meant I was going to stare into a black hole of unemployment for five years because like you said you've been working and it's happened yeah and then I'm like oh but somehow so deeply in me somewhere, I don't know where this came from, I thought that meant me falling off the radar. Um, And I think in some ways that, you know, maybe this would have even deterred me from considering having a family um, if Mm -hmm. I didn't have Marcus because I was like, no, 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 got to, got to like stay, got to stay going to the shows, got to, got to say yes to the things. And so I'm like, I don't even know where I got this idea from because I see so many working mothers in the arts all the time, everywhere. And, but yeah, I, I just don't know where I even got that idea because. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. I I find that with actually so many things, I'm like, where did I get that idea mm. about that. So it must sort of come from us. Yeah. Or <laughs> <All> me. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know. I, I often think that I'm like, hang on, no one told me I had to do that. Or mm. oh, it's weird. It's like you're living by this weird rule that no one set for you or I don't know. It's very confusing. It's There's so just, confusing. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of things that are very confusing and I think you don't quite have the brain capacity as well to sort of, I don't know, I don't. I just don't, like, just fact. I just don't. Like, I was even, I was just so worried about doing this podcast just for that (laughs) reason. Like, can I actually, it's just your brain is so overloaded. Yeah. Just so overloaded. Like, I feel like I operate daily on just, like, top line like you, know, you just got to give me the top line. Like, what's what's the summary? I yep. can't. You, you yep. know, you're not getting any yep. depth right now. That it will come one day. I'll yep. be able to like yep. give you yep. the depth. But right now, it's like <laughs> thirty second elevator pitch kind of. <laughs> yeah, you know that it's there. You're like, trust me, it's there somewhere. But yep. I just, I just can't give it all to you right now. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. And I also 100%. love when you are speaking to a mother, it's like, I can say, how are you? And I'm like loaded question. And you're like, understood no more. 
next. <laughs> There's a shorthand of, I'm just got it. Yep, we don't need yeah. to. <laughs> we'll talk about this later and it'll take two hours. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I know. And, oh. oh, my gosh, right? Yeah, nice to exhale. <laughs> Um, but I also, you know, it's so funny when you're like, oh, and I've worked the whole time. I remember your mum in rehearsal. At one point we stopped and this probably, you know, it's one of those things that really stuck with me and you, you might not even remember this, but she, we finished a thing and you had finished playing and you're like, oh, you know, oh, I've I've still got it. Like that felt, that felt, you know, not as hard as I, (laughs) I thought it. Was and your mum was like, yeah, because you're really good, Caro. Like you've, you've you're good, you know. <laughs> you forget that, that you're so, so good. Nice. Oh my gosh, and mum, that's awesome, right? Like I was like, it's that funny thing where I'm like, you probably don't see you. Like I mean, we never think that we're as good as we probably are, either at parenting, uh-huh. either at whatever we do beyond that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And it's never, never. And I was like looking at you going, oh my gosh, seriously, this mum who has probably had just the same night that I have (laughs) is standing there. And really bad. Um, like, and at that time, literally Marcus was on my chest, whatever. And I was like, and she equally is so brave that she is doing this and Harriet's not with her. And I wish I could be (laughs) like that. Oh, it's so funny, isn't it? Because, yeah, I just looked at you and it was just totally amazing. But, yeah, you look at yourself with not much kindness and no. you think, why why can't I do that? And I, yeah, it's it's crazy. And I think, I think that's such a thing. Obviously, that's why another reason we do what we do. We, we never really hit, mm. you know, we never really hit success. We never really hit goals. You're always... You know, it's just that never-ending trying to be better, trying to perfect it. And mm. I think, oh, yeah, I mean, the whole being kind to yourself thing is just so hard for me. Mm-hmm. I'm just used to being critical, very mm. critical. And I think, yeah, I think I was shocked I could play violin because also when you have a baby and I don't know what your experience was like, but even in hospital, like I just felt like I couldn't do anything well enough. Mm. I just felt really like, you know, like breastfeeding wasn't that easy. Like there's all these things that just didn't sort of, Happen yeah, there's all these things where I was Nothing like, happens naturally. I think I was like, oh my gosh, it's just going to, it's just going to come to me. Nothing came. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no. Oh yeah. That's so true. Everyone's like, yeah, oh, it'll just all come to you. And, and it, yeah, exactly the same. Nothing, nothing <laughs> did. Um, and, and also I think that's kind of unfair for people to say that because then you then if things don't come naturally or feel natural, yeah. you're like, well, obviously, just useless, just yeah. not good at this, really bad at being a mother, which is just not really true because you're the best mother for your Absolutely. your baby. Yeah, and um, other, I mean, there's so many unhelpful things. I was thinking as well. I just laugh sometimes now, like how many people told me I didn't need anything to have a baby. They're like. <laughs> oh, you don't need anything. Don't buy a single thing. You don't need anything. And I was like, that is just actually such terrible advice. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you absolutely need a nappy. Yeah. Like, there are some things that you really need. Like, this is wild, generalised, you don't need anything. Yeah, 
I know. Even like as winter was coming around like a few months ago, I was like, okay, I have nothing to put my child in. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like, okay, I do need things. And also like the things that you need change all the time. Like. Oh, exactly. Yes. So true. Um, Oh, yeah. It's nothing is ever fixed or permanent. Oh, Um, no. Exactly. It's so out of your control. That's like last night I just got online and I just bought one of those catchy things mm-hmm. that, you know, those things that I'm on your yeah. high chair and I catch the food. I just I had I just snapped last night. I was like, Fine, <laughs> I'm buying a catchy. Yeah. I didn't think that I was gonna need one. And then all of a sudden Oh god. It's just I really need one. Yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah. I go to the park every day with Marcus and feed him lunch there because then I'm like, then I don't have to clean up. I That's brilliant. <laughs> I'm like, you can oh, just feed on the grass. Do that. <laughs> yeah, because I know what you mean. I'm like, do you know how many like what 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 do I eat for lunch? I eat whatever he throws on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. I have the most bizarre diet at the moment because it's just <laughs> leftovers it's yeah. just what is thrown from the high chair yeah it that's that's what it is which is usually actually probably quite good for you it's oh not like i'm giving her anything our kids are that. eating i have no doubt that they're eating like he has a very way better yeah considered curated well-balanced diet <laughs> <laughs> beyond even me <laughs> oh yeah yeah maria has like salmon like regularly, yeah. whereas we don't. And I will always save all my like nutritious things off my plate. I will mm-hmm. save for her or like for a future meal. So then I'm just, what am I eating? I don't even know. Yeah. Honestly, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. I'm about to eat $2 Arnott's biscuits, you know, covered in sugar. I'm like, this is good. This is something like, okay. Um, yeah, I absolutely oh, love banana bread. bleak, isn't it? It's um, really... Yeah, got to work on that. But, you know, got to work on many things. So and I think <laughs> it always feels like a last thing, I, the last importance. Uh, I, which is sad, right? Like her first birthday is about you. Because you've done the things. You've done the things for the past 365 days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yep, just sing happy birthday to myself or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yep, yep. I, it's all about me. It kind of um, is, though. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, that the last consideration becomes us. Oh, yeah, totally. You're just totally. sitting in confusion and overwhelm and yep. just like yep. just, yeah, it, it, you're like, oh, my goodness. Um, okay, me. Okay, I'll, I'll eat off the catchy again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. And but you just... Even when I think, okay, I've got to do things for myself, I still don't. Mm. Like I actually, this is the first week and she's nearly one Mm. where I've properly exercised. And I'm not just talking about like walking around the neighbourhood, you know, at sort of a slow pace because, you know, she, she's, you know, losing it and the dog needs to sniff yeah. every pole and stuff. So it's not really, you're just kind of moving, but you're not really exercising. <laughs> but um, this is the first week I've been able to actually exercise for myself, which is, yeah, it's kind of, 
there just has not been time. Mm. It just has not been time. It has, yeah, it's always the last priority because, you know, even before that is going to be, you know, if I have a moment like I will practice violin mm. or, you know, everything else is is sort of yeah. more important. But it's very, it's very real what everyone says. It's just trying to do a billion things and, um, and then, yeah, trying to be kind to yourself when you've just always been critical of yourself. <laughs> it's really, mm. anyway, I'm definitely still, yeah, developing in that way. <laughs> yeah. And it is that thing, I think, what you said um, about how, like, there's always, like, in terms of music, there's always something to practice. Like, you will. Oh, yeah, always. You can always have played whatever better or okay, now yep. I'm going to I'm gonna get that bit. I want to try this differently or what happens if I do this and yep. this kind of like never reaching the goal, like you, which yeah. is part of why we love it because there's always yeah. something to work on. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's, it never ends. It never yep. ends and, it, and yep. it's this real, yeah, push-pull of, um, yeah, like you never really like tick it off. You're like, oh, mm. okay. And yep. yeah, it keeps clawing you back for that. Yep. And yep. in a weird way, that is just as nourishing for you to pick up your violin and go, you know what, I am going to play this when I have three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so true. It's so true. I actually, I just remembered I, um, I texted one of my old teachers the other day because I got out this study, you know, we did lots of etudes in classical music, lots of scales and studies. So I got out this old study that I used to do with him and and it was just so pleasurable mm. to just do this really slow study where you were sort of shifting between positions and and um and I texted him and he's got little kids as well and he was just like, yep. He said, he said it's just it's meditation. Mm. He's, he said it's actually meditation now on the violin. I thought, yeah. And like, that is definitely something you don't think when you, you know, you definitely don't think that when you're younger and you're like, oh, I've got to do this study and oh, I've got to find <laughs> five minutes to do this. And now you it's just play the fun pleasure stuff. beyond words. Yeah. Like, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. So yeah, things, things, I think lots of things can change for the better. Mm. Um, and I'm actually sort of, you know, in my daydreaming when Harriet's doing certain things, like I I find myself really going to sort of quite creative places in my brain. Like I really want to do some more things like on my terms with music. Mm. Like I, I sort of want to do things a bit more maybe that make a difference to people and not that playing in orchestra doesn't and I know it makes so many you know, it gives so many people so much joy. I mean, you look at people in the audience, they've just got like tears, oh you know, God. rolling down their face and you think, oh, that's why, that's why we play music because mm. it just, you know, it just brings people so much joy. But I think I'd love to do things now. Yeah, it's just some more creative things. Like I really want to start a festival um, I love in the town where I come from and stuff. Yeah, just some things where I just don't think I ever would have really got that happening mm. if I didn't have this kind of step back from um, what I was doing before, which was just chaotic. <laughs> like, you know, just playing violin all day, every day. Yeah. <laughs> for other people, which is yeah. fine. But I'd love to do some, yeah, I'd love to sort of explore 
yeah, my own thing a bit more now. So, yeah, oh, I think lots of so really nice. good things can come from can come from it. That is so nice. <laughs> yeah, it is nice. Like it's it is really nice. Yeah, I mean, and this is the thing is that ironically, you do have so much time to think. Right. Yeah. Like you, you you are walking around the park doing laps, just yep. whatever. And you your brain goes, Okay, well, okay, well, I don't know, whatever, whatever, whatever. And even like say this podcast, I'm like, definitely this idea came over many laps around a park. Like I'm pretty sure yeah. I first emailed you while Marx was asleep in the pram and I was pushing him in the park. And it's just like, yeah, these and this is the other thing about that I always try to drill home about creative work is that sometimes it comes in the nothing moments. That mm, it's so it's so true. It's so true. And that's why I often get riled up when people go, I mean, quietly riled up and I maybe mm. need to I don't it's it's a hard thing to explain if you don't know what I'm talking about. But when people go, Are you are you returning back to work? Mm. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm working all the time yep. just thinking, you I know, know, dreaming. I know. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. And why should you have to even explain that? It's so, so frustrating. I mean, there's so many, oh, so many unhelpful comments. I'd, I'd love to just be able to not take any of that in. Because, you know, as you said, like, you know, you know what you're doing. Know. You know that you're dreaming of things. You know that, you, that you're creating things. It's... Oh, I know, it's all this stuff that gets in the way and it does make you angry. Mm-hmm. I get really angry. Yeah. I'm like, I've been working yeah. the whole time. Like, I promise. Absolutely. I really have, like, just And probably up. more efficiently than ever, to be honest. Like, I was actually mm-hmm. thinking that, like, I have zero tolerance now in rehearsals <laughs> for, like, I mean, not the odd bit of humour. Like, obviously, yeah. you know, work is fun and that's why, you you know, that's why you do it. But, um, oh, when people are just faffing about and just mm. oh I it's just efficiency on another level yeah which I think is you know that should be more valued in the workplace the fact <laughs> that like you know like not only do we have the same skills that we had before we also have this new level of like let's just get this done let's just get this done now kind of thing like I, was, I have yeah. no patience for people who just or people who aren't prepared at the first rehearsal and I just think I've been finding time to practice after my baby is asleep. Like, I think you probably can too. Like, you just have no patience for this stuff. It's true. Like, I think this all the time because I'm like, I have one shot to read this script. So I'm yeah, reading it yeah. properly the first time because I can't come back to it. Um, exactly. I'm listening to this piece of music that has been sent through once and I'm going to listen to it properly because I can't come back to it. Um, yep. And Just no time. There's no time. And it's so true. I said to somebody last night, like, sometimes a deadline forces us to make decisions and that's better. <laughs> yep. 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 We yep. have to make Definitely. this by the end of get rehearsal. It done. Get it done. Just yep. I know the fact like and that feels anti-creative. I always battle with this because I'm like, I would love to try this 28 different ways. I really <laughs> and in, yep. in a different sliding doors scenario, I would have been the one trying it differently 28 times. But now yep. I need to go put pasta on. Yep. <laughs> 
the never-ending cooking. Yep. Yep. The never-ending cooking pasta needs to be boiled. Um, but I know what you mean is that part of why I thought about this discussion is because I'm like, I know that there are so many. I don't not valuable, but there are so many pros to this as well. Like, mm. so mm. like to both. I totally agree. I totally agree. But I don't think people realize that. No, I I really don't. I think that they see. I don't know. Maybe I'm putting. Maybe I'm just saying what I think other people mm. see. But I I do think that. Well, yeah, it's it's just good to talk about this. That there's value in it because I think yeah, some people maybe see that we're less mm-hmm. than, you know, we can't give as much or we can't do as good a job. But actually, I just see that I'm doing the same job more, maybe more efficiently. Mm-hmm. I Like, uh, yeah, because you just have to fit your, yeah, practice preparation, whatever. It's not like you're not doing that because you have a kid. You're just having to really, you know, do it maybe late at night or, mm. you know, when when you've got a moment. Mm. I mean, yeah, I I think there's lots of lots of things that you can bring to the workplace that maybe, yeah, that you maybe even couldn't before. So maybe mm. it's even better. <laughs> I don't know. I, think, I yeah. feel like, yeah, we just society has just got it so wrong that know. you know oh, I don't know. It just it makes me sad because yeah, that you think in 2023 that we're sort of still having to fight for yeah. our value. Yeah. 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 I, y- y- yes, basically. Like I am like, I know that there is value obviously to what I bring to the workforce, but mm. also to the way, to the things my son gets exposed to, mm. like because of you know, like he sat in rehearsals of four world-class musicians playing original composition for weeks on end. And I'm like, do you know, like, do you actually know how lucky you are? Part of him knew. He was absorbing it somewhere, somewhere, somehow. Even that, I'm like, do you, even for that to be just absorbed into your, into your little cells, like, really, that is phenomenal for you to just go this is just part of my everyday like Harriet must just hear the most incredible things and even things like I remember again like I think it's so interesting um how this influences our parenting like I remember you saying I you know about her hearing and you going I I am conscious of like loud music and stuff because obviously hearing is so important in your practice like in what you do like sound and the kind of aura and I was like oh my gosh I've never thought about Marcus's hearing (laughs) isn't that funny yeah so funny and then I just thought everyone must think about that no but then I realized no maybe it is just yeah I got her little you know noise cancelling headphones (laughs) and stuff from like week one um yeah it's funny isn't it like I don't know I I just have this this thing, because if I find the noise bad, mm. I just think, I don't know, like I'm not sort of a super sciencey brain, but I just think about their little ears must be, I don't know, must be super loud for them. Because life is really loud. Like life in Sydney is really loud. Oh my gosh, I've never thought about this. 
like just actually yeah, it, live. it's crazy. And and honestly, you don't. But like in in what we do, so mm. orchestras have basically really dangerous sound levels, mm. and they're now starting to take it really seriously because mm-hmm. of people have had um, some people have sort of got tinnitus and all sorts of problems. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think they ever really realised before how loud it was. Mm-hmm. And I think just as everything gets louder, we don't realise because mm-hmm. um, everything just gets louder and louder. <laughs> so you don't realise that it's actually dangerous levels and that your hearing doesn't come back. Mm. Like it does to a certain point, but then after you go past the point of no return, it's like your hearing just goes. Mm. Um, so, yeah, and and then that's a really obviously I want good hearing in later life because I think it's really debilitating to not. Yeah, it's really interesting because, you know, violinists, like there's really prevalent left ear um, deafness right. because you're always putting your left ear down because your violin's so close to you. Obviously, mm. it's on your neck mm. and you're always trying to listen with your left ear. You're always trying to like sort of put your head down. And so, yeah, we learn all about this. Like they get audiologists, um, you know, to come in and talk to us and we all get hearing tests and stuff. Wow. So pretty aware of it. So, yeah, yeah, I know. But I just thought everyone was. But, I yeah, mean, you realise that people aren't. No, like I was conscious of his hearing kind of like just to not be a reckless parent kind of level. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but not yeah, thinking exactly. about it in a way of, um, you know. Yeah, just everyday. Everyday in the sense. Everyday of, stuff. Yeah, everyday stuff. And even um, like I do remember some in that kind of first sits pro, first play through rehearsal and I think somebody was like, what's that noise? Because there was a noise and it was Marcus like snoring in the carrier and I was like, I, the fact, <laughs> he little like, I don't remember that. That's so funny. Gurgle. And I was like, oh my gosh, the fact that this, you are listening in this way. <laughs> it's true. I mean, it is, it's this, we do listen in a kind of abnormally yeah. um, detailed kind of way, I think. Absolutely. I do think we're really sensitive to to sounds and noise probably oh as well. When I was like, wow, okay, you guys are really hearing the room differently to me. You are seeing this yeah. picture so differently to me. So I was like, okay, yeah, there's a different, there's a different um, mm. thing going on. But yeah. I do think yep. there's so many pros, like how lucky is Harriet to have all of this music and sound and for this just to be a part of regular life for her and to go you know what my mom plays violin as yep. her job this yep. is what she does like how amazing that, that this she can have someone that models for her that if you want to do this you can yeah yeah exactly and like I think if she wants to I mean I can already see um that yeah I can just tell that she's musical and yeah. and I don't know if it's just because she's been exposed to it or whether it's just sort of in her or sort of yeah, probably combination. But yeah, if she wants to do it and she's good, like do it, you yeah. know, like it's, it's, it's awesome. Um, but yeah, she's been to so many concerts. It's so funny. She's been to <laughs> honestly some of the most amazing concerts. She's not even one. Mm. And yeah, numerous, numerous concerts, bunch of kids shows. She's about to, um, I'm doing um, Wilfred Gordon, McDonald Partridge mm-hmm. at the moment. She's going to come to all of those. So, yeah, just like it's, it's just pretty, pretty great for her. Like, 
And I it's also, really good. I also mean like at home, like, you know, you and I are probably talking about music and about... Um, yeah, there's lots of, yeah, there is lots of music. Which yeah. is phenomenal. And, li- you know, I'm sure the stuff that she's, yeah, listening to, I go, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is. She's, she's getting a full range of yep yeah. <laughs> of music there it's good and I think it's also really good because I haven't done I'm not sort of a super proactive mum in like taking her to things and mm-hmm. you know like we haven't really done any of the sort of sensory stuff but oh, um, or play nice. groups and things but she's really social and I think a lot of that and you know she's really she's really social but she's also really like you know she's taking it all in especially with um, music stuff. And I think that's all just from coming to work. Yeah. <laughs> like, so that's pretty lucky as well. So yeah, there's so many positives. You're so right. There's so many positive things about um, juggling it all. And um, yeah. And also like, you know, she's around instruments that have existed for yeah. hundreds of years and just yeah. have their own history. Like it's just, I go, wow, it's so... Yeah, true. And she'll just, yeah, she'll just grow up. That will just be normal for her, I guess. Yeah. Just to sort of have those, yeah, have those instruments in the house. And I mean, obviously she will learn very quickly that we do not touch (laughs) those instruments or play those instruments. (laughs) But um, yeah, I know it's weird, isn't it? It's just, yeah, what you do becomes sort of, it's all part of what they do. I just hope that she loves music, you know, like I just... Yeah, she seems to so far. So hopefully that'll continue. I'm never going to be a pushy mum with her, like with that. I just think a lot of musicians' kids, and I'm sure it's the same for all art forms, their kids are like, nope, not doing that. (laughs) (laughs) I know. it's So just not going to push that too much. Marcus has started, and I mean, maybe this is also me being a bit of a critic, but I'd play music and he fully like moves his body. And wow, I'm yep. like, like I mean, like really, was like moving his body. And part of me at first wow. was like, "Is this dancing?" Like, I'm not even sure if this is this dancing. Is this? And then <laughs> yeah, it's dancing. Yeah, yeah. Then this is the thing. I was like, "Yeah, no, 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 this is dancing." And then I was like, "Okay, this is just a fluke." And then more people started being like, "Oh, um, when I played music, he would he would like start bopping." And I was like, "Okay, yeah. way." And then I'm like, oh, my yep. gosh, are you actually into this? <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's in the genes. Is this? I reckon. Yeah, it's weird, right? Like like yep. you're saying, you, Harriet's yep. musical. And I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm really not surprised. In <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly. You, yeah, you're not surprised. You'd sort of be surprised if he wasn't at all responding. Yeah, that would be you weird. Know, that, that would be, be weird. But, like, as well, like, I do think that they, I, I mean, it's hard to know what they're picking up. But, mm. I mean, everyone says that they're picking up a lot at this age. So, he's obviously just, he's just seeing what you're doing. He's seeing, yeah, he's, and he's mm. just got that feel for the music. I mean, it's just in him, which and, is just, oh, it's and just so I cool. stop and pause and I go, oh, my gosh, you are really watching I need yep. to. <laughs> I need to. And not every kid does that. Like, not every kid does that. I think that's um. Yeah, it's definitely in him. Yeah. yeah, she'll be. She'll be. She'll be on the 
the viola, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, we want her to play an instrument where they're sort of more needed so, you know, she can go and play in all these different orchestras because, you know, violin, it's a, you know, it's a tough gig. Everyone mm. plays violin and it's very competitive. But I think a sort of a less high-maintenance instrument I was thinking it would be cool, like double bass, although she's very petite. That's probably not going to work. Oh, my but, gosh, um, it looks so cute. There'll definitely be music. There'll definitely be music. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I feel like I absolutely, even though we've, we always talk about it, I mean, the whole, oh, the whole chat is also the question, but <laughs> Caroline, how are you keeping your creative practice and your child alive? Okay. Well, I just don't know whether I have really the answer for this yet, even though mm. I'm kind of doing it, like they're both alive, so that's good. But I was thinking a little bit about it and I think giving both things a bit of space, I think that's really how I'm doing it because in the weeks where it's just totally crazy and like that just for me feels like just such a train wreck and I think it's in those times of like when I've got a bit of space to walk you know walking in the park like what we were saying like sometimes in in those times is when you feel your most creative or you're thinking up your, your most creative things or yeah just like just playing violin on a whim you know when you have five minutes there and I think that's really that's keeping it alive for me definitely um, and maybe a bit of when other people, you know, when the community helps you a little bit as well. I think when someone, you know, looks after Harriet for me or just watches her. And I, I yeah, again, it, I think it comes back to the, just having that space, a little bit of space in your brain, mm. in the world around you to just think creatively and just be, yeah, be who you, be who you are, I guess. Um, so that's what I would say. Yeah. That's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. I really just, I don't really know. I'm very much still figuring it out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll never know, right? Like we could be, our kids will turn 30 and we'll be like, I still <laughs> we'll don't still know. We'll still be here. <laughs> how I'm doing both. Um, but I, I think as well, and please correct me if you're having a different experience, but especially coming up to one, you can have more space from, yeah. yep. like, I feel like I've turned a corner and I'm like, actually, you don't need to physically be with me like when yep. you were three months old. So it is this, yep. we are kind of coming into a new dawn, a new year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so exciting. Yeah, mm. I think you're so right. I I definitely feel that mm. I've just felt this kind of slight needed slightly less mm. kind of okay you know just can think a little bit more about what I'm doing more often um which is you know in the grand scheme of things what's a year I mean really like yeah. it's yeah it just flies by so quickly mm. um it sort of feels long when you're doing it but it, it flies by so quickly. So I think, yeah, just giving sort of a bit of space to everything is what I would, is what I would say when you can. I mean, you know, tricky, but that's what we're trying to find all the time, aren't we really? 
every day. <laughs> every day. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. See, so eloquent. Oh, Honestly. I don't know about that, but it was just so lovely to talk to you. And it's just so nice to feel, I don't know, the reason I just wanted to just have a chat in the end was because I thought there's so many women who say maybe one thing and it just sticks with me. I just thought even if I said one thing that was vaguely helpful or relatable, I just thought that would be worth it. You have said many more than one thing, just (laughs) so you know. And I also think that's so, like when people contact me and they're like, oh, I listen to this and I love when people pick up something that I didn't or they they hear like you like that one thing that is a different one thing to what I what yeah. I got out of that I'm like oh my gosh I didn't even um that didn't fly past my radar but yeah it's, yeah it's so true like you actually never know the one thing that you say but yeah all the 10 yeah. things yeah yeah I yeah know. it's so true it's so true well I love listening to um other podcasts and I will be listening to all of them so <laughs> I'm going to come yeah. to the show I think I'm going to try and come to the show with Marcus I always like I really knew that I would love this conversation and I I really do because I just I I you know when your baby's a little, you know, four weeks or whatever, or even, um, you know, a couple months between babies is quite a big difference in where they're at. And meeting someone whose baby was about, I think Harriet's 10 days younger than Marcus, so a week. And to be with another mother who I really felt was going through the same exact thing as me (laughs) and trying to and trying to work, I was like, I know this, I know this lady will have amazing things to say because you kind of, I feel like also you kind of have to be a a little kind of, I don't know what the word is, but like a kind of level of insane to, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean like you also have to be a little bit daring to be like, okay, I am going to perform this show with my four-month-old um, and my husband's going to be on stage at the same time as me and we don't have family support around but we're just going to make it happen, happen. You have to be a kind of daring. And I just remember going, Caro is someone I, I just I admire so much and would have so much to talk to about and I <laughs> it's funny because I also haven't taken Marcus to any kind of sensory stuff I haven't um you know I haven't I've haven't taken him to any of those sensory set up play things and similarly I'm just like you know how much sensory stuff he gets <laughs> yeah like I'm like, I understand sensory toys, but also, I don't know, maybe I need to read it. I'm like, he engages with the world. Um, But yeah, we haven't, I mean, it's a miracle he get, we get to rhyme time. And honestly, 
he just ends up crawling away and pulling books off the shelf and, um, you know, and then the bubbles come out and he gets excited. Um, but yeah, we also haven't taken, I haven't taken him to any sensory things because I'm like, he gets immersed just me at work and yeah, you know, (laughs) I love this episode. I love all of these episodes. I always wish I could just invite all of my guests over to a beautiful luncheon and we could all chat and have this beautiful feed and just say hi to each other because I love when other people reference other episodes, um, you know, and we would eat um, and just have a great time and then all return to our children about 40 minutes later. (laughs) But I just, I really love this conversation with Harriet and truly I'm just like Harriet is one lucky little lady to just be surrounded with this beautiful art form. I did not know anything about chamber music before I started this, um, this job that I worked on at the ACO. I was movement director, um, for their family show, How to Catch a Star. And Cara is it? She is a rock star. Thank you for your time. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your time, Caro, and just your honesty. Again, it's really hard to be honest about things we love so much and care about so much and have poured our hearts into. So I'm so I'm so glad we were able to actually find time to chat. <laughs> oh, thanks so much for joining us. See you next time. Like, subscribe, or give us a rating on whatever platform you're using to listen to this podcast on. But because motherhood and creative practice are both ultimately collaborative, I'd really love you to share this podcast or this episode with somebody who you think would enjoy it too. See you next time for another episode of Mum in Development.